0: If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day.
1: Just challenge yourself. You might discover that you are enough.
0: I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. You can get two months of Skillshare for free and get unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com dreamjob2 to start your two months now. Also, thanks to ShipStation. Right now, you can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use promo code DREAMJOB. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. We're also supported by NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, 7 Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can download that today at netsuite.com slash dreamjob. Also, Thanks to Clutter. When it comes to making life easier, Clutter is the undefeated champ. Their on-demand experience takes the self out of self-storage. Clutter is offering a great sign-up bonus. Get $50 off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com slash dreamjob. You can use code dreamjob at checkout. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I hope you're having a great day so far and I just want to say thank you so much for being here. I have no doubt that there's a million things you could be doing right now. It means the world to me that you're here and I promise to keep showing up and doing everything I can to make you feel seen and to show you a path forward and to give you any possible tools that I can. I also wanted to just say if there's anyone who you would love me to interview, uh, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Kathy.Heller and share with me who you have in mind, or you can even drop us a note in our Facebook group. Either way. Um, this week, I'm excited because I am going to be doing things more just to play, just to be creative for no reason. And I can't wait to share with you how it goes. I'm, I'm taking a guitar lesson this week for the first time in a long time, and I'm taking a floral design class. So maybe I'll take some pictures and um, maybe I'll throw them up on Instagram and, and keep you guys posted. But I hope that you will take some time this week and, and do more things just for you. And if you haven't heard last Thursday's episode, I talked all about why I think that really when we stop and just play, and explore and let our inner 8-year-old have, you know, fun in some ways that's the most productive we can be. And the last thing I want to say before we dive into today's episode is I posted a quote on my Instagram the other day and it said, "Stop taking constructive criticism from people who haven't constructed anything." And I just feel like am I right or am I right? Um I don't know if you've ever had someone telling you not to pursue your dreams, but there've been so many people who've sat me down and were like, you really, you should give it up. Like, this is not going to happen for you. And I think it's because when someone sees you doing things that bring you this kind of glow, it might be really threatening to them. You know, maybe they haven't allowed themselves to dream for so many years. You wouldn't believe, you know, how often people had told me, like, grow up and do something practical. I just thank God that I didn't listen because it is so possible. So let yourself play. There's so much magic yearning to be unleashed within you and you can absolutely making a living doing what you love. So trust your gut. And I hope that this show is, is living proof of that. So I'm really excited about today's guest because I think she is going to remind you of that yet again. Today on our show, we have the delightful Janae Claiborne. She's a vegan chef, an amazing YouTuber and blogger, a best-selling author. You might've seen her, Cooking videos or her vlogs on her super popular YouTube channel. It's called Sweet Potato Soul. She also wrote a cookbook called Sweet Potato Soul: A Hundred Easy Vegan Recipes for the Southern Flavors of Smoke, Sugar, Spice, and Soul, which is an Amazon bestseller. Also, Janae has been on the Today Show not just once but three times. She's also been featured in the New York Times, HuffPost, Washington Post, and many more places. I love her story because she's explored this passion, this purpose, in so many different forms, and at every turn, she's been so resourceful. She doesn't wait for someone to hand Hand her this golden ticket. She just goes out and opens the door for herself. And she may not be as famous as like the biggest stars, but she doesn't have to have a show on the Food Network. She's able to still make a huge impact and a great living doing what she loves. And she's affecting hundreds of thousands of people. I think you will definitely find her inspiring and it will it'll motivate you to take action and create these opportunities for yourself. So without further ado, please welcome the incredible Janae Claiborne. Hey, Janae, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to dive in and hear about how you've built such beautiful, nourishing content. So can you tell us a little bit about how you became a vegan chef, a YouTuber, a blogger? Just tell us a little bit about your journey growing up and then how you sort of came into this. This this is my work. This is what I want to do.
1: Mm-hmm, sure. So I actually um, have always kind of been open to any direction my food career takes me, but I always loved food. I was picky at the same time, (laughs) but I grew up cooking with my grandmother in the kitchen, loving her food. I grew up in Atlanta. We had a lot of, you know, soul food, but a lot of ethnic food. I always liked a lot of that.
0: Did you think one day you'd do this? Like you'd be a chef and have cookbooks and video? No, No. not when I
1: was a kid. I liked food. Like I liked riding my bike, you know? And I I liked a lot of things. I loved dancing. I I thought I was going to be a dancer when I was really young. And then I actually went to school, to college, to study acting. So that's what I thought I was going to do then. Mm -hmm. But I do remember when I was a senior in college, it was like the after party for our showcase, which went really well. I remember talking to one of my friends about what we want to be doing in like, I think they said like five years or 10 years or something. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. I remember for me, I said that I wanted to have a cooking show <laughs> and write a cookbook, which is wow. interesting because I didn't go to school for that at all. And I wasn't pursuing that at all.
0: Right. It was just like this little curiosity inside just came yeah. from somewhere. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I had I got interested in eating healthier. And, you know, I started expanding my like food Repertoire, maybe when I was in college, a junior in school, and I was, I got really into cooking that year as well. But fast forward, I moved to New York. I was acting. I got, I got a couple agents at that showcase, so it went well. <laughs> um, but I, they started sending me out and pretty early on, I realized like, that's not really what I want to do. I don't really want to act. I don't like auditioning. I don't like doing that as a career. So I started my blog just as a way to like, just have a different creative outlet. Sure, my food blog, Sweet Potato Soul, and 2011, I started my YouTube channel by the same name. And both the YouTube channel and the blog were just ways for me to express myself. Sort of just just hobbies, you know. The only people I thought would see it were the my coworkers. So I worked at a vegan restaurant. So I would send mm-hmm. the link to the, my new video every whenever I posted. I didn't have a Sweet. schedule, so I say, "Hey guys, my video." and my family, right, and then my blog. Back then it was like on spot was very basic. Yeah. And my whole community on the blog was just other bloggers. You know, I, we would like comment on each other's blogs and in each other's recipes and adapt each yeah. other's stuff. But we didn't have any sort of, I don't think we had any following outside of, you know, fellow bloggers. And that was just how yeah. it was. And that was the way it
0: was, it was fine. So tell us what happened because some of my audience, and by the way, you guys have to go watch her stuff. You'll instantly love her, but <laughs> she has this huge world she's built. And t- so tell us how oh, that yeah. started to really take off.
1: So when I when I went to New York, I was a vegetarian at that time. So I got a job at right. a vegan restaurant and it was there that I started you know, meeting other vegans. I wasn't vegan yet, but I was influenced and inspired to become vegan working there. And when I finally became vegan in 2011 around the same time I started that YouTube channel something clicked in me that told me this is what I was I need to do you know for mm-hmm. head acting I was already not loving it anyways and I was looking for something else and I just didn't know what it was going to be um, yeah. literally when I became vegan within a couple weeks I knew that my my purpose, the thing that I needed to be doing. Exactly. Was helping yeah. Other people become vegan. And I didn't mm-hmm. really care in what capacity. You know, I had my blog and yeah. I had a YouTube channel, but you know, eat <laughs> those small potatoes, I, you know, I, I had thought about having a cookbook before. And like I said, the cooking show. Yeah. But you know, for me, it was kind of was just, I was so passionate about being vegan that it didn't yeah. matter like what form my career. I just wanted to help people.
0: Yeah. And you said the word purpose. It's like all of a sudden, instead of Mm -hmm. going to auditions and doing this thing, you felt like, wait, I want to make the world change. And that made you feel this hunger in a different way. Exactly.
1: So that was was like the drive and the push and like the inspiration, everything you needed and so what I decided to do was start a private chef company because I didn't want to work at the restaurant kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I also wanted to make a little bit more money than I could make at the restaurant. And right. I just didn't like the whole drama and like the, the high stress yeah. working restaurant. Yeah. So, um, I started a private chef company in New York. And that was crazy because it was so difficult to get my first clients. And I thought I was going to, I didn't think I was ever going to give up, but I thought I should give up. It would be smart yeah. to give up, <laughs> right. but I never did. And I finally got my first client probably six months after starting looking for people. And I was like putting up flyers and like anywhere I thought my, my ideal client would be you know like
0: just so people understand what was the offer was it I can come in your house and and do some meal prep for you was it I'll be like full time what was your offer
1: everything but full-time so okay meal prepping you know, for the entire week, or if you wanted me just for the night, you know, just for a special dinner, say someone who's having like a date night or
0: Valentine's Day. Oh, so, yeah. so cool.
1: Or cooking class. So it
0: took six months and you got your first yeah. one of those bites. Okay.
1: Yeah, first regular client. And I still, I mean, uh, I think of her still because she was my oh. first and then she would refer me to her friends. So what happened was first I was just cooking for her and her family. And then one of her friends is like, can I get in on that? And they paid me extra to just cook for, you know, cook the same thing for, I just paid more. And then she would refer me to other friends. So I started cooking for other people. This is all in the Upper West Side. And, um, yeah. From there, I just didn't have to worry about getting clients anymore because people would refer me. And then also I had started my, my website, you know, like six months prior and apparently there were not at least that many vegan chefs in New York, at least not one. Mm-hmm. knew how to like do a little bit of SEO and my website, if you search vegan chef, New York, or whatever, like iteration of that, I'd be the first one to pop up.
0: No way. Yeah.
1: So, for like the next, I did it full time from 2012 to 2016. And um, after I had my first client, it just all worked out. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that's really in- incredible for my audience to hear this because I think we underestimate mm-hmm. what it will take for things to actually gain momentum. And right. so we don't even start sometimes because we have this idea that unless right out the gate, you're Rachel Ray, you mm-hmm. know, there's no way. And really, you starting with one person and doing such a good job for her Mm -hmm. leads her to just naturally tell someone which naturally leads to where it's supposed to be if it's really what you're meant to do. So while that's growing all along, were you building the YouTube channel because it's grown to over 400,000 subscribers? Mm -hmm. How and when was that taking place? I started that YouTube
1: channel in 2011 and it wasn't until 2015 that I actually looked at my subscriber numbers because I didn't really care. I was just doing it for fun, like I said, you know, and I, I literally was just sending the link to my friends and my coworkers and family. So I didn't look at the subscribership. I didn't watch a lot of YouTube. I didn't understand how the world of YouTube worked. Right. But if I had known, I would have been more intentional out the gate. So in 2015, I was approached by TasteMade. I don't know if y'all know Taste. Yes, yeah.
0: Oh, they make such cool stuff. Don't yeah. they? I know.
1: I yes, know. It's beautiful. So they mm-hmm. reached out to me to join their. They had a like a um, some sort of network of YouTubers back then, but um, they reached out to me. I joined their network, and the whole idea was. For a share of my advertising rev, which by the way I didn't even have Google Ads right. turned on at all, and I, oh my I, wouldn't, God. I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have made more than like a hundred dollars a month, anyways. But it, right. for a share of that, they were going to like promote my channel on TasteMade and like connect me with other TasteMade people, help me build my channel. So I signed up. Wow. I them on. At that time, I had five thousand some followers, and that was no crazy. way. That asked. is so
0: impressive that yeah. you've built this all in the last like four and a half years yeah it's amazing but when
1: they told me that or when I looked at my subscriber to me five thousand back then was like wow who are these people that's crazy right right I don't even <laughs> right. know because I was I was only posting like every few months like totally random yeah. yep. and uh, but in 2015 just being with taste me helped me realize that oh like some people, this is their job making YouTube videos. Like I took mm-hmm. this and working with brands and brands are paying you to, yeah. you know, you sponsor, use their product. Like that was the first yeah. time I even realized that was going on outside of yep. huge. I knew huge bloggers were doing it, but I, first of all, they didn't have YouTube and they were in those blogs were like huge to me. Like they had cookbooks, which to me back then was like oh my gosh like i'm not even i'm not even close to being at that level (laughs) but just being intentional about building my channel and realizing that like talking to taste made and learning like i can collaborate with with other youtubers i need to be posting Mm -hmm. regular regularly i need to watch like how well my videos are doing. I need to pay attention to my thumbnails rather than just letting the algorithm choose some random photo from the video. I need to do all these little things to make sure that I could actually grow my channel. And so that's when I started doing that in 2015. And I, unfortunately, it was that year, my now husband and I were broken up and we, and he always helped me make these YouTube videos. He, it was probably his idea even to start a YouTube channel. I really didn't know what was going on with YouTube, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like I was out of the loop. But we were broken up. And so at that, at the same time, I was trying to grow my channel for the first time. I didn't have anybody to help me make the video. So I was doing it Mm -hmm. all by myself and I was working full time doing my private chefing and I was living in my apartment. I was living by myself for the first time and my rent was like, it was a lot. (laughs) And anyway, it was a lot to juggle for like, I was like 25 or whatever is a lot. So unfortunately that year I did not maintain my goal of posting weekly. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. I did it for like Mm -hmm. half the year and then I dropped off. Um, mm-hmm. but in 2016, Max, my boyfriend, now husband, and I got back together and he was like, I can help you make these videos again. Like you obviously need help, but you obviously like this and you're doing a really good job at this. So I can help you.
0: And when you say help, what was the help? Was he filming like the it. one shooting, the vi- yeah. oh, filming it, okay. in-
1: shooting and editing. Okay. So like, if you see my videos, he's doing both of those things. And I was pretty good at filming and editing myself, but it was just like too much. I just couldn't juggle at all. So yep. anyway, he, he came back and started helping me again. He didn't come back to help me, but it was like, you know, bonus. Right?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> icing on the cake, yeah. And in
1: 2016, that is officially when I started posting regularly yeah. through YouTube and like taking it really seriously. And mm-hmm. later in that year, I actually halfway through 2016 is when I started doing it full time. Because with all this, me trying to grow the channel and collaborating with other YouTubers and Max helping me, I also started getting sponsorship deals. And then by midway through the year, I realized, okay, I can influence a lot more people, help a lot more people if I'm doing it like all online rather than just cooking for people. And so I started phasing my private chefing out and doing more cooking classes and supper clubs while... Doing uh, more of the YouTube stuff and blogging. Ooh, tell me more about supper club. What was that? Yeah, in my apartment in New York, yeah, I had like a big, beautiful marble table, and I would just have people come by. I could only fit eight people in there for supper clubs, but um, you're just like a way for me to, you know, do my thing, charge people, make some money. Yeah, like I think wow. it was like a hundred dollars per person. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just cook for them. I would do brunches so and dinners and I would do cooking classes as well. And I've always, by the way, I didn't mention this, but I always have had like some sort of online thing, not social and not super to soul. But I always did online classes where I would like to help people become vegan. So mm. sort of like group coaching, you know. Yeah. Join at any time. I started doing that in like 2012 when I started my
0: private. You're so resourceful. I really (laughs) hope my audience is taking notes because do you guys hear like she kept thinking of how else can I use what I have and my skills to help people and how else could I make a living from this and, and do more of it? it was, you know, supper clubs, it was private chefing, it was teaching people steps of how to be Mm -hmm. vegan, helping them meal prep. It's just so smart. You're, you're such a go getter. Like there's no part of you that's just waiting for someone to come along and notice you or no, it's like, let's do this. You're it's amazing. I love everything you're saying. But before we keep going, let's just take a quick ad break. Whether you're moving to a new place, having a baby, or just Marie Kondo in your life, you're probably looking to free up some space. Self storage is always an option, but it would be nice to have a way to store all that stuff without breaking your back or your bank account. Meet Clutter, the world's largest on demand storage provider. It's super convenient. Just schedule a pickup, and Clutter shows up to pack and move your belongings to store in their secure facility. And what's really awesome is that Clutter's price match guarantee means that you get the lowest possible monthly storage rate. When you want your stuff back, you just go online to schedule a delivery date, and in 48 hours, or less, Clutter will get it to you. I know I could really use this because recently I was trying to recondo my closet, and there was so much stuff that I don't really need on a daily basis, but I still want to hold on to some of it. And I don't want to just take up extra space in my house. So having a service like Clutter would really come in handy. Clutter has a great sign-up bonus for our listeners. You can get $50 off your first month when you sign up at clutter.com/slash dream job. That's on top of clutter's no hassle, moving online inventory management, free pickup and delivery, and price match guarantee. You can see Clutter is better and get $50 off your first month at clutter.com slash dream job. One thing I've learned over the years of running my business is that if you don't know your numbers, you really don't know your business. But as creatives, we know that dealing with numbers is not always so easy. It can be such a headache to understand all the numbers when you've got a bunch of different business systems, like one for accounting, one for sales. It's just a huge mess. Well, let me just tell you about NetSuite by Oracle, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need in order to grow. If you want to save time, money, and free yourself from those unnecessary headaches, this is the thing for you because NetSuite lets you manage finance and accounting orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. That's why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. I think this is super convenient because I'm someone who's always on the go. So it's nice to have that capability to manage my business. For my phone. And right now NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at NetSuite.com slash dreamjob. That's netsuite.com slash dream job to download your free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits. Netsuite.com slash job. So at some point this YouTube channel grows to a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, mm-hmm. three hundred thousand what did you notice is what started to make those big, huge jumps? Like, what do you think it is about your content, about you, about the videos, about any of the different tips you have? Because I'm sure people listening are drooling, thinking, I'd love to see that happen for me.
1: I mean, so I'm on camera, like, you know, you see my face, you see me, I'm, I'm very, I know a lot of these channels are just like more hands overhead, and you just see the hands. Not so personal, and I think YouTube is a place where you want to see. It's more personal. Like I see Facebook videos. I don't have a huge Facebook following, but there are you know Facebook followings that do well or pages that do really well. There's maybe more of the overhead hands only thing. It's not as personal, but for YouTube, it's very personal. I do a lot of you know vlogs where I show people what I've eaten all day, and I take them around with me, and they see me without makeup and it, they know my life and my family yeah. so that's helpful also collaborating with other youtubers I've always done that and even if it's not like making a collaborative video like I make your recipe and you make my recipe and we make mm. each, we have a different video on each of our channels that's so helpful Smart. but also uh-huh. just being friends with other Youtubers and if social media is your thing, other people who are big in social media, other bloggers. Like now, and I've been doing this for a few years. Like I have quite a few friends who also do the same thing, and we're constantly like in each other's stuff, you know, hanging out with each other. So we post on Instagram, or they're in my vlogs, or you know, vice versa. So collaborating is huge. Also, being consistent is really big because people. Once they know you're going to be there every Sunday or Friday or Monday or whatever, they'll show up and they're excited to see you. And lastly, I would say using platforms to publicize yourself. So, you know, YouTube is great, but you also want to tell people to go watch your YouTube channel or your YouTube video on Facebook, on your blog, on Instagram, and hopefully on your newsletter, if you have a newsletter, too, because you get right in their emails. But yeah, it's just multifaceted.
0: It's incredible. And then you wrote a, a best-selling cookbook, Sweet Potato Soul. Yeah. Um, when did you do that?
1: Well, I wrote it in 2017, I guess. It came out mm-hmm. in 2018. Yes, that was a lot.
0: Yeah, that was a lot. And you've been on The Today Show, you've been in the New York Times, Huffington Post. How did all that happen? Do you have a publicist? Do you reach out yourself? Do people reach out to you? So,
1: when the book came out, I have a publicist with my publisher. So, it's a random house publicist. And Mm -hmm. anything that's related to the book, publicity around the book, she helps me get those deals. And I still work with her now, even though the book's been out for a year and a half. But outside of stuff with the book, It's just people reaching out to me. And even before I had the book deal, like when I first went on the Today Show, it was just, they reached out to me. I don't,
0: I don't even know how they found me. <laughs> and what was it like? Out. Were you nervous? Probably not. Oh you God. seem so relaxed, I, but that's a big deal. I, I was
1: very nervous. I was like, I yeah. sleep the night before, <laughs> you know, they film like at 5am or you have to like oh my be God. there at 5am, even if you're not filming till 7am. And oh, so yeah. like, that's early anyway. So I couldn't sleep the night before. And I've been on three times and I'm pretty sure each of the times I have not slept the night before. I
0: just yeah. sleep afterwards. <laughs> So that that's good to hear because you seem like one of those people who's. Perfect. Like, I I really can't think of it. I'm not. But the thing is, you're so likable, too. So so this is why I'm glad that you you shared that you were also nervous. So yes, over the course of the years, how have you dealt with any kind of self-defeating thoughts of like, who am I to do this? Or will this ever even pan out to anything? Or if those feelings of imposter syndrome? How do you work through those feelings if they come up?
1: I they come up all the time, probably every day. I have these good days and bad days, good moments. Like sometimes half the day is good and the other half is not good. You know, it's just yeah, just like everybody yeah. else. But the sure. the thing is, I just feel such responsibility to my followers because now you know the more followers you have, the more people you feel responsible to.
0: Right. But it sounds like what you're saying is when you start focusing on who you're making things for, you get out of yourself. You're like, well, it doesn't matter if I'm overthinking it. I have to just care more about these. these Exactly. And you've been so brave and talked about struggling with depression. Yeah. And and I think a lot of people in the world struggle with that and just have a hard time putting it out in the world. We Mm -hmm. feel like we're supposed to be happy all the time or Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with us. And What do you do when you're feeling down that helps you be with it, that helps you sort of move forward or move on with along with Mm -hmm. these feelings? You're doing so much. You have a baby, you're Mm -hmm. married, you have a huge work life. And how do you manage with those things?
1: I try to not to fill my schedule too much. Try to give myself time to one, have vacations, like, you know, actually leave, Los Angeles and like go someplace else. Right. But also just to be able to have time to go for hikes and go for walks and to just have time to watch TV right now. I've always kind of read a lot. So I read every day, but also I'm giving myself more time to just watch like HBO and Netflix it recharges me, especially with the baby. You know, I don't have as much free time. (laughs) I have like way less now. So when I'm feeding her, you know, I just, I'll, I'll watch my stuff, you know, but yeah, I just try to give myself space to, to just like be.
0: Yeah. It's so beautiful. We had Kate Northrup on the show talking about her book and I saw you speak at her book signing and it's such an incredibly radical thing these days, what she's talking about in terms of doing less Mm -hmm. and how that actually helps us make better work. So people are listening right now and, you know, they're probably so inspired by you. What advice do you have for someone who wants to start a business, who wants to do something purposeful and, and to be successful and to really create something that resonates with other people?
1: I'd say like focus on the purpose, the reason you're doing it, the people you're serving by doing it, not so much on yourself.
0: And I feel like for so many businesses and Seth Godin was here and he said that the, at the heart of any business is radical empathy mm. and it's such a beautiful way to see what business really is. And I think when someone is successful, it means you have your audience in mind and you're hearing them and you're mm-hmm. understanding what they want more of and what their pain points are and what their desires are. Mm -hmm. So how have you gleaned that information? How did you gather the the information to really know, okay, this is who my audience is and this is what they need? I
1: literally have surveyed people, you know, just using SurveyMonkey. And I used to do that, especially before Instagram, before I had, you know, such a large Instagram. But mm-hmm. on Instagram, I survey people, literally using a little questions thing. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. can survey people that way. And I talk to people through, you know, DMs on Instagram. I always read and respond to my YouTube comments, the emails I get, the responses I get to my newsletter that I send every week. Yeah, and from all those different, you know, places I learn from my my audience. Also, of course, seeing what does well and what doesn't do well, it's painful sometimes. So often it's painful when you think something's going to do well and it doesn't do well, because sometimes really it might just be the algorithm. It might just be YouTube, like acting a mess, but sometimes it just might be that your audience is not interested in that. And so you have to really be you know, paying attention to see what they want more of and, and what suits them.
0: Yeah. And I think this is really where it's at. I I feel like to the extent that we spend that time listening to who we're serving, like you just said, oh yeah, I do that all the time. To the extent that we do that, we see our businesses really blow up in a good way because we're listening to who we're serving. And yet I feel like at the crux of what stands in a lot of people's way is this feeling of, well, am I being authentic to myself mm-hmm. or am I just listening to someone else? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. have you learned yeah. how to overcome whatever that thought is? Because I think that that becomes a, a line in the sand for a lot of people and they just can't see past it.
1: Okay. That's a good one because I've, to- I'm totally in that space right now, especially having a baby coming back. Cause I was on, I took a three month um, leave yeah. And um coming back, and you know, I was concerned that I may have lost some fans. I don't think I lost anybody. I think I'm you know stronger than I was before as far as like following. Yeah. However, yeah. I'm interested in talking about things that I wasn't talking about before, like baby stuff.
0: Right. And some of
1: my audience is just not interested in that. And that's fine. Okay. But what it does is, you know, when you're true to yourself at the same time. Unfortunately, yeah, some people aren't gonna be interested in every little thing that you're interested in. So they'll they'll show up when you post something they're interested in, or perhaps they'll mm-hmm. just they just won't follow you anymore, which is okay, because then you right. you're opening the doors for people who are interested in what you're talking about right. now. But you still right. are listening and still like for example. I like making cooking videos, right? For YouTube. Yeah. I'm listening to the sort of recipes that my audience likes, right? So they like really quick and easy things. But to stay true to myself, in that, you know, framework, I'm making the quick and easy recipes that I like, that I would actually eat, mm-hmm. that I'm you know, excited by. Not like right. not just because whatever is in right now and I don't like it. I'm not going to make that. You know what I mean? So there's
0: a way to balance it. Yeah. And along those same lines, I think a lot of people who have initially one dream, like you wanted to be an actor. It's hard sometimes for people to let go of what they think is their identity to be open to, oh, maybe there's actually something else that's my destiny. Yeah, And I think that says so much about your ego or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Like it was more about how does Janae show up in this world Mm -hmm. and let me be led rather than I have the answer. I've known this since I'm 16. (laughs) I'm going to acting school. I'm going to come on on the other side and I'm going to do it. Even if I don't like the auditioning, even if there's something inside of me that's telling I'm going to just push so many people get stuck there because it's an identity. Mm -hmm. I'm curious how we can support those people in this moment. How can we help people make that pivot?
1: I would say supporting people where they are, you know, maybe you're, you're talking to someone you love or a friend about what you want to do and they'll second guess you. They'll say, ah, that's not the best of an idea. Especially parents do that, you know? Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea. Are you sure you want to do that? I think whatever Mm -hmm. people, whatever people want to do, you know, support them and say, Oh, that's interesting. And give them whatever, you know, whatever they might need in that time. So, but I, I was lucky because my my family and my friends they were nobody ever said oh you can't do that they never said I, I was incapable of making a switch the switch from acting to something else they just listened to me they never right. heard so you had
0: those believing mirrors around right. you those supportive people right. yeah and you're saying find those people and nurture those relationships because it'll help you have the strength exactly. Okay, we have a few more things to cover, but first, just a quick ad break. I know a lot of you are selling your amazing work online, like your jewelry, art prints, handmade scarves. And one thing that I always hear is, well, how can I get this out to my customers without letting it eat up my expenses and my time? And even though you're having the time of your life doing what you love, getting your orders out can be really difficult. But let me tell you about ShipStation. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep your customers happy. Whether you're selling on Etsy, Amazon, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface so you can easily manage them from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers like USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon fulfillment. so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. Lately, my team's been talking about creating merch for our dream ambassadors. And we're trying to figure out the most efficient, cost-effective way to get those goodies out without giving ourselves such a headache. So I think ShipStation would definitely be a good option for us. Right now, my listeners can try ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use promo code DREAMJOB. That's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DREAMJOB. That's all one word. So that's ShipStation.com, then enter promo code DREAMJOB. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Lately, you've heard me talking on the show about letting yourself explore and taking an artist date to really reawaken that creative vision. Well, one way you can do that is by taking classes on Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. If you're picking up a new skill, figuring out your next side project, or pursuing a long-time passion, Skillshare has classes for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for you. You can get two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com dreamjob2. This is such a valuable valuable resource. And they've got a huge range of classes, whether you want to learn about illustration, music production, marketing, or productivity, entrepreneurship, you name it, they've got it. I love Skillshare. I've been taking their amazing classes on things like watercolor painting and productivity. And when I went to Julia Cameron's retreat, I realized that I wanted to take guitar lessons. And I know Skillshare has some classes on playing the guitar. So I think I'll check those out. Right now, they're giving you two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob2. That's the number two. Again, go to skillshare.com Dream job two to start your two months now. I know so many people think that in order to be successful doing vegan cooking, you would need to be on the Food Network or Bravo. People think that there's still like this old school model of like there's either I'm going to get someone else to discover me and give me a job or there's no way. Right. And you've created this whole beautiful world around you. You made it out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Like congratulations, like Bravo, it's gorgeous. <laughs> um, has there ever been a point where you consider like, oh, maybe I should go pitch this to a network or are you at a place where you're like, no way. What I do is so much better for me in every other way. Why would I do that?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about a net, like a traditional network. I don't think so. I mean, I'm like, I don't even have a TV. I watch TV because I watch like Netflix and I watch web stuff. So I don't know if I would pitch a traditional network, but I would pit, I would like to work with someone else, you know, and another production team, because it is, it would be helpful to take some of the load off, but I would still at the same time, make sure that I still have the capability to continue doing my own thing. You know, if you have a show on food network, you can't have a show on YouTube. Like that's crazy. Oh I'd rather gosh. have both yeah. or not the food network at all, because I want to have control yeah. over my stuff and be in touch with my audience.
0: Exactly. When you go right to your people, mm-hmm. right? You don't need a network. No. You go right to your people and you can make the content you want to make and you can make so much money Mm -hmm. too because now you have an audience who loves you and you can go ahead and do a million things with that which is what I we live in such an incredible time like me having my podcast you having your YouTube channel all of the things that are available to us now because of these beautiful tools and different platforms Or we it's such a I just think that that's so encouraging to people listening like what you just said like (laughs) look what you're able to do with what you have so all right well this has been so delightful please tell us um tell us where we can find you
1: you can find me at sweet that's my blog but honestly everything is called sweet potato soul all my stuff so on instagram my youtube channel my book is called sweet potato soul you can just google sweet potato soul you'll find me
0: Amazing. And the last question I always ask people is people are sitting here right now listening to you and a lot of us struggle with just not feeling like we're enough. Mm-hmm. And so all of these tools and all of these ideas and a piece of advice sounds so great, but we're sort of like, yeah, for someone else, not for me. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't get it. But like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. What's your final word of encouragement today on that? If you feel like you're not enough.
1: Mm. If you feel like you're not enough, you should just try it. See anyway because all of us, we all feel like we're not enough. So just challenge yourself. You might discover that you are enough.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? Mm. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I love chatting with Janae. She's such a breath of fresh air. Here are some takeaways. Number one, collaborate with others in your community. Number two, give to your audience consistently. Number three, focus on the purpose. You have a responsibility to serve the people who need you. Number four, make space to recharge. Take a vacation, go on a walk, watch that Netflix show. Number five, ask for feedback. It can be scary, but the data you collect from your audience will help you serve them even better. Number six, it's okay to lose followers who aren't aligned with your true self. It opens the door to the people who are. And finally, number seven, challenge yourself. You might just discover that you are indeed enough. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. It means the world. If you aren't already subscribed, take a second right now because it's free. Go ahead and subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. And if you like this particular episode or any other, go ahead right now, take a second and share it with someone who might need to hear this. You never know how much this could just change their life. And also, let me just say for those of you who are songwriters, I'm doing a five day free songwriting workshop next week, August 12th through 16th. I'll be going live every single day. In a private Facebook group teaching you everything I know about how to license your music to film and TV. It is five days free. Um, I will put a link in the show notes if you want to uh, join us or if you have a songwriter friend who you think might enjoy it. It is free and it's going to be pretty awesome. We've done these in the past and we've gotten rave reviews. So if you want five days of training on everything I know about how to make it in the music business, writing music for film and TV, then you can sign up. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And maybe you know a songwriter who would like it. I love you guys so much. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine and I will talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.